Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the KevTechify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at internet-based networking and Cisco digital networking architecture. We'll be discussing internet-based networking overview, networking infrastructure as a fabric, Cisco digital network architecture, also known as DNA, and then we'll take a look at the Cisco DNA Center. This episode is part of my series on enterprise networking security and automation for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at KevTechify. Let's get this adventure started. IBN, or intent-based networking, is a new industry model for next-generation networking. IBM builds on software-defined networking, transforming the hardware-centric and manual approach to designing and operating networks to one that is software-centric and fully automated. The business objectives for the network are expressed as intents. What do you intend to do? IBM captures the business intent, uses analytics, machine learning, and automation to align that network continuously and dynamically as your business needs change. Now, IBM captures and translates your business intent into network policies that can then be automated and applied consistently across your network. At the bottom of intent-based networking, we have our physical and virtual network infrastructure. These are the devices on your network. We have three essential functions that work on top of this to give us our intent-based networking, activation, translation, and assurance. Starting at the top, we have translation. And what that is, is we capture business intent and translate that into policies. This enables the network administrator to express the expected network behavior that will best support business intent. We have activation, and this is going to orchestrate those policies and configure your systems. That captured intent from up above from the translation needs to be interpreted into these policies that can be applied across your network. The activation function installs these policies onto the physical and virtual network. So it installs it onto the onto your system here, your infrastructure. We have assurance. What assurance does is it provides the continued insights to management and performs corrective action. So it's, it's always looking, how can I improve this? Assurance, does that continuously check that our express intent that we got from the translation is honored by the network at any point in time. The insurance, the assurance function here maintains this continuous validation loop going through our system. And so it's a continuous loop here. From the view of our intent based network, the physical and virtual network infrastructure is a fabric. Now, it's an overlay here that represents the logical topology used to virtually connect your devices together. Logical topology used to virtually connect your devices together. Now, the overlay, it limits the number of devices that you, the network administrator, 
must program and provide services. This overlay is where encapsulation happens. This is where we have stuff like IPsec, and then we have our CAPWAP dealing with our wireless access points. Using this intent-based networking, the network administrator can use different policies to specify exactly what happens in the overlay control plane. And when we use this overlay, it doesn't matter how the switches are physically connected. As we look at this fabric, we have the underlay. What the underlay network is, is the physical topology that includes all of your hard hardware that is required to meet your business objectives. The underlay reveals how these devices are connected, the actual physical connections between them. Also lets endpoints like our servers here access the network through layer two devices. These are layer two switches here. The underlay control plane is responsible for simple forwarding tasks. Cisco implements this intent-based network fabric using what they call their digital network architecture or DNA. Now the business intent here is to securely deploy into the network infrastructure or into the fabric. DNA continuously gathers the information. So it's always looking for information. And we're looking at multiple sources, the switches, the routers, the wireless. We're gathering all of that information. This information is then analyzed to make the network perform securely at its optimal level. So we're looking to make sure it's secure, but also making sure it's at the optimal level. And we're doing this all in accordance with the business intent and your network policies. This is the Cisco DNA Center. This is not the command line interface. This is actually a polished graphical user interface. And a lot of people who have this system really, really like it. Cisco DNA is all about intent-based networking. And to be able to use things like policy, management, and configuration, and troubleshooting, all in a GUI-based environment. For multiple sites, where each site can have hundreds of clients, and dozens of network devices. Here in the DNA Center, let's scroll down a little bit. Here we have 12 sites where we're managing, deploying devices at. All with the click of a mouse. On those 12 sites, we have 77 inter-networking devices. Not clients, we're talking routers, access points, firewalls, wireless LAN controllers. These devices are gonna be provisioned within our DNA center so that we can control them and update these devices with a click of a button. And we can roll out policies across all of our sites and have these devices be provisioned with these policies. We can roll out network pro profiles with addressing, 
and SSIDs. And we have images where we can look at upgrading our operating systems on these devices live with a click of a button. Anywhere within our 12 sites. Scrolling down a little bit more, this is where we're gonna focus our time. We're gonna focus our time here on the network configuration and operations area. And this corresponds to that tabbed bar that goes across the top of our screen. Design is where we start. We can design sites anywhere in the world where each site is gonna have devices contained inside of it. We can roll out policies and configurations on top of those sites by dragging and dropping or just clicking to deploy. We can deploy images for devices or groups of devices known as families. We can create wireless profiles that we can just drag and drop to implement them across our network devices and entire sites. We can really see intent-based networking come into play here when we look at our policies here in the Cisco DNA Center. These policies are going to allow us to reduce our attack surfaces. We're going to be able to apply access controlless style protection across entire networks and sites and also specific devices with a click of a button. And we're gonna get a live visibility of our users. The devices our users are using, the applications that are on those devices, and even those processes that are running in the background. This will help us analyze and stop breaches on the fly. With provisioning, we can roll out devices using CDP, LDP, and general IP. We can manage the unclaimed devices that haven't been provisioned. With assurance, we can do monitoring and troubleshooting on the fly. And with platform, this is where we have all of our APIs. If you click on the View API Catalog, it will take you to the Platform tab right here. And this catalog has a listing of many APIs that will be able to assist you on managing your network. You can use those APIs to integrate your devices onto your network. We have several categories listed here on the left side. We are in the know your, know your Network category. We can do a get for site health, and that's gonna return the overall health information for all sites. We can post from our devices and assign that device to a site. If you don't know how to do that, you can simply click on the name of it and the Cisco DNA Center will pop you up instructions on how to do that. It'll even give you a code preview and then there's a try it button right there. We're gonna take a look here at the design here in the DNA Center. 
what we're going to do is we're going to be able to see all of the sites that are here in the continental United States. Let's go into our network settings here and talk about some of these devices. In order for the DNA center to work, it has to communicate with some of our critical services on our network. Here we can see we have our Cisco ICE identity services engine set up. That's being used in order for authentication for our devices. As we scroll down a little bit more, we have DHCP server specified, DNS server specified. Scrolling down more, we have our syslog server and an SNMP server specified. Scrolling down even more, we have an NTP server. We have the time zone specified. We even have the message of the day we can put on there. On device credentials, this is actually how we're coordinating and working with our inter-networking devices. We have 77 of those devices applied across our 12 sites. Our Cisco DNA Center can actually use Cisco command line. We have our credentials in here. We have our username. We have our password. It's probably Cisco. Then we have our enable password. Besides CLI, we can also specify SNMP. We can put in our credentials and our community string. Here we have SNMP version 2C implemented. And right here, list out our community strings. Here we have our IP addresses pools. Now this is the power here of intent-based networking, the power of rolling out this automation. We can list out all the possible addressing pools across all 12 of our sites. And we can reference these anytime on our network devices and set up our site configurations. We have our SP profiles, which is our service provider profiles. This is for our quality of service. We list out the different service providers we're using at across our 12 sites and then we can reference these on our edge devices that are connected outbound here we have our wireless and we can deploy our wireless profiles from right inside of our dna center what you can do is you can pick out one of your sids ssids put a check mark there and then click on edit and that brings you to the information about that SSID. Here's our SSID. We can edit. We can tell it what type of network. Is it a voice and data network or is it data only? Are we broadcasting our SSID? Then we can tell what frequencies we're, we're operating. Here we're doing a dual band with 2.4 and 5 gigahertz. And what level of security are we doing enterprise where we authenticate against the server or personal where we have a, our pre-shared key. In image repository, we can actually focus on those iOS images. It helps help us with updates and upgrades. It lists out all of our device families. We can even click on update devices right from here. 
I hope you're liking this episode on IBM and Cisco DNA Center. If you have the time, please leave a comment and let me know what you think about IBM and Cisco DNA Center. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. Now we're going to look at DNA Center provision. It'll list out our devices with all types of information, the device family, the IP address, where is it located, gives us the serial number, how long has it been up, the version of the operating system, all of this information. You can select a device and then go to actions here and you can choose to do a whole lot of things. Right here, we can say update that operating system image. And all it takes is a click of the mouse. Now we're going to look at DNA Center policy. And that's going to reflect our business's intent. This allows us to actually have the DNA Center take in information. And then we're going to have this policy that will translate it into configurations, even device specific configurations for that policy. And with policy that also ties with assurance and that's going to tie with our network visibility. Down to even the individual devices and even having a reduced workload by having the DNA server actively find solutions regarding our network issues. As we scroll down, we can see our policy history. Here's all of our policies. We have an employee, bring your own device. We have some HR dev developmental servers. HR even has their own bring their own device policy. And you can see all the policies that have been created. These are the policies that are going to be deployed. When you click on one of the policies, we clicked on the employee, bring your own, it's going to bring up the details about that policy. We can see the sources. Who's going to be the sources of this traffic? It's going to be the employees. The destination is BYOD. And then the contract of what's permitted or denied. For administrators, we can look at these IP-based access control list, IP access-based control list policies. This will remind you of your IP version for access control list. When you click on things like add policy right here, it'll open up your new IP based policy window. From here, what you can do, from here, what you can do, start it over because I scrolled the wrong way. From here, what you can do is select your source. Then you can select your contract, what's allowed, what's denied. You can select your destination and then your direction. Is it one way? Is it bi-directional? Once again, this sounds like your IP version for access control list. With DNA center assurance, we can focus on the health of your network. And we can also look at our troubleshooting. If you scroll down, you'll see the top 10 issues. 
priority one right here, that's a major issue. That's causing problems to your users probably at multiple sites. You can go and click on the first issue that's listed here and it'll pull up the fabric reachability failure and it will give you all of the information that's associated with that. Let's go ahead and click on the first one right here and it'll bring up the details of that incident. Once you're looking at the details, you can scroll down here and it will give you some suggested actions. First thing it's going to ask you is to verify whether your integrated services engine is up. Go look at it and make sure it's up and running. Next, we can. it says to verify the route to the ISE server. If you notice over here, there's the run button. All you have to do is click on the run button and it will run an IP check for you. It'll look, it'll do an IP route to the IP address of your ICE and it will give you the results. Here, that was good. Then we check our Cisco forwarding for that specific route. Success, it exists. Two is a success, on to three, where we're going to verify our IGP adjacencies from this node to the upstream switches. Here is another run button. We can go ahead and click on run. It checks our ISIS adjacencies. That's a success. We check our OSPF adjacencies. That's a success. We check our EIGRP adjacencies. That is a success. And then if you still can't fix it after all that, step four, go ahead and contact Cisco for support. Now we're going to talk about using our DNA center for troubleshooting user connectivity. We have a user that is having a problem. Come up here on the search, go ahead and click search and in there. Our user's name was Grace. So we do a search for Grace and it brings up all the hosts that are associated with Grace and her user account. And this is using Cisco ICE, Cisco's identity service engine. We're going to go straight to her user account and then we click on user 360. And when this opens up by default, we have 24 hours worth of visibility. And this is tracking all of Grace's devices. We're going to click on Grace's iPhone right here. This is going to show us a lot of information about Grace's iPhone. It's going to show us that Grace's iPhone is an iPhone 7. This is her Mac address. This is her IP version 4 address, her IP version 6 address. She's on VLAN 120 and she is currently connected. We have the last seen time, date and time. What device did she actually connect into? What SSID was she using? Looking at this chart, you can see a couple places where Grace's was, Grace was having a problem. We have green, meaning that she was actively using this good. I mean, she had a good experience. All of a sudden, we have some red that pops up. Right here, we have some red. We have some red. Coming through here, we have red in several spots. Right here, we have multiple reds. I'm guessing this is why she called with her problem right in here because of all the reds. We can scroll down. We can see there's a couple issues associated with Grace's iPhone device. Here, we disconnected from our SSID. But here, 
we connected, we have a dual band capable a client, but it prefers 2.4 gigahertz. It could be a range issue. Your phone does support five gigahertz, which would be a faster download speed, but 2.4 gigahertz goes farther and through obstacles better. You can continue scrolling down a little bit and we have our event viewer. With Event Viewer, we might be able to get a better idea of what's going on with Grace's device. On the right side here, we will get detailed information on any event we click on the left side here. Here's a broadcast re-key event. If you click on it, it'll expand it and it will give us some more detailed information about that. Looking at the details of this event, it says we have a key exchange issue and it's a four-way key timeout. It looks like there's some sort of timeout that's happening when we do the authentication. We can scroll down a little bit more. We have stuff like path trace and application experience. And continue scrolling down, we have detailed information and we can even get into specific operating system details. With integration for the iOS operating system, we have iOS analytics here. If you click on that, it'll show us specific information for our Apple iOS operating system. Let's scroll back up to the top and let's take a look at Intelligent Capture. Go ahead and click on Intelligent Capture. And once this loads up, we get a live heat map of Grace's device as she moves through the network. It's live, you will see her moving. And you can scroll up here and look at a specific timestamp. And what we could do is come over here and see where the red is, we could see what was happening at that point in time. On the left side, we have all of our events. What we can do is search by anomalies anomalies here. Go ahead and click on that and it'll list out all of the errors, all the problems we had. And this isn't for all devices. This is only for Grace Smith's iPhone. It's only for that one single device. We can scroll down. We can see stuff like our RF stats. We can see things like the signal to noise ratio, the noise floor, and if we scroll down even a little bit more, we can see the type of packet application she's using. She's using WebEx and she's also using Netflix at work. And remember, we can do this for all the devices across your network, all of the users across your network. We can go and look at each one of those devices. Now let's go ahead and take a look at the power of this. We have all of these issues over here. Let's go ahead and click on one of these broadcast re-keys. It gives us a timestamp. And if we wait, it'll even load up our heat map of this incident. If we scroll below this heat map, we get an auto packet analyzer. And this is going to be showing us messages. There's going to be little triangles that point up here. There's going to be little triangles that point down here. The triangles that are pointing up, these this is Grace's device talking to the wireless system, the wireless devices. 
And with the arrows coming down, this is from those wireless devices to Grace's device. So we can go to the analytics, looking at the messages that are happening between our wireless devices. And this is what's going to help you. This is the power here that's going to help you troubleshooting when you are using the DNA Center. There's going to be people out there that say, I know how to use my command line. I know how to troubleshoot. I know how to use traceroute. I know how to use pink. I know how to look at my configurations and see, see what's going on and be able to troubleshoot from the CLI. First, before I get into this, this is Cisco's numbers. This is from Cisco, this chart. I, I want to throw that disclaimer out there. What if you take 800 users on your network? You have 800 users you have to support, you have to troubleshoot. Let's look at this over the course of the year. Let's take something simple like Traceroute. With Traceroute and DNA Center, it's instantaneous. You get your results, you get your feedback instantaneously. With traditional CLI, doing Traceroute, going through it, understanding it, seeing what's going on, they estimate it's gonna take you about six minutes. So comparing DNA Center to the traditional, it's going to be a saving of six minutes. And then doing it 25 times a week, it's going to save you 2.5 hours per week. Multiply that out, 52 weeks in a year, that's going to save you 15 days per year. Talk about onboarding users and devices. There's a 15-minute savings that they estimate of using DNA center versus that traditional command line. And over a year, it adds up to 30 days. And then to the end, let's go right to the site visit. With DNA center, they claim you're not gonna have to go physically to that other location. So it's not required. They estimate that it'd normally take you three hours to do that. So it's a savings of 180 minutes have to do that twice a week, comes out to about one and a half hours per week, a total of nine days. When you add this all up, it comes out to be about 90 days of savings, according to Cisco estimates. 90 days per year, 365 days per in a, in a year, you save 90 days. That's a quarter of your year that you're going to save by having the DNA center. Yes, there is a definite cost factor with it. And I, I would say it's probably $2 signs, maybe even $3 signs. It's a, it's a higher end product. But if you look at the amount of time you're going to save, that's what you have to do to justify the purchase to upper management. You have to justify, I'm going to save all of this time with this product. It may be worth it for your company. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on IBM and Cisco DNA Center. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. 
In the upper right is my playlist for my series on enterprise networking, security, and automation for the CCNA. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on enterprise networking, security, and automation for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.